Hi, my name is Paula. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. And thank you for asking me to speak tonight. And I'm so grateful for this fellowship because it's this fellowship that helped me to uh, start my road of recovery. And uh, the uh, Voices of Recovery, the passage today, December 11th, at the top says, recovery is a journey, and the 12-step program is the road we travel together in OA. So I want to talk with you about my journey. I started, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the beginning. I like to talk more about once I began the recovery process, but a little about my history. I uh, grew up in a family of compulsive overeaters. My parents both were in fact, my aunts, uncles, I, um, and uh, when I grew up, um, I was told that I was a healthy child, and and uh, so that meant I was chubby, <laughs> but, you know, what I heard is, well, you're really healthy, and uh, I believe that, uh, oh, the other thing I used to hear is I was just like my father. And the thing I knew, I knew I wasn't a man, so that couldn't be it when I was little. And the other thing that stood out about my father is he was very obese. And so I began to think of, okay, healthy, obese, that's what they're saying about me. And um, I, looking back at pictures, when I was little, yeah, I was a little chubby, but I was not obese. But that stayed in my mindset. Um, and I, by the time I went to college, I was very overweight. And uh, in my 20s, when I left home, I just really, um, it seemed like, okay, I didn't have to be accountable for pe- to people about dieting because it seemed like I dieted all my uh, teenage years and as a young adult, and I just continued to gain weight so that by the time I was um, in my 30s, I was around, I, I kind of went between 240 and 270 pounds. And um, the thing is that I was always on a diet. I tried all kinds of diets, and uh, I didn't try anything physical because I was afraid. So no, um, you know, having my jaws wired or anything like that. But um, in terms of reading about it, I knew, I thought I knew all the psychology of it. The, um, you know, what to do for nutrition. I I read a million books and used a million different diet cookbooks. So when they say knowledge avails us nothing, that was very true in my case. When I came into these rooms, I was 40 years of age and uh, had a really good um, career. Might have been called successful. Actually, other people call me successful, but... To myself, I always, there was always this um, message to myself, no matter what, any kind of praise, any acknowledgement, my message to myself was, but I'm still fat. And, you know, I didn't even know that was a message to myself until I came into these rooms and got sober and began to hear those messages. I had a lot of negative messages to myself, um, and it took me to be quiet, 
still and following this program to hear those messages. But when I came into these rooms, I actually lived in the San Francisco Bay Area and there was a 100 pounders meeting. And um, with all the other commercial kind of diets, I had never gone into a room where I saw people of, of regular size who said, you know, I was um, more than 100 pounds or 200 pounds, a couple of people 300 pounds, and I've kept it off for so many years. That was just incredible to me because I didn't realize that was possible. I had in my head said, if only I could lose about, you know, 30 pounds or so, then I wouldn't have as much difficulty fitting in chairs and walking up steps and stuff. I had, I mean, I had this small amount of weight that I would lose and I would be to myself normal because I couldn't imagine that I could just be a regular, what I called a regular size. So coming into these rooms at 40, at the time they were just beginning to uh, finalize the OA program book. So uh, when I came in, we were using the big book. And uh, the it was just incredible. First of all, I heard people share what I never heard people share before. Not about the food they were eating, not about recipes, uh, not even about nutrition, but about honesty about what was going on with them. That was incredible. And I got a sponsor right away and... Uh, my program began. There were some hiccups along the way. I won't go into this time around. But the thing is that uh, in February, I will be celebrating uh, being in this program 30 years. Um, I got abstinent within that first year. I can't remember now how many months it took of starting and stopping, uh, starting and stopping. But I know that by the time I got to step three and worked step three with my sponsor, then I was able to begin to maintain um, abstinence. And for me at that time, my abstinence has changed. For that time, for me, it was just having three meals a day and nothing in between. Um, at that point, I couldn't say I wouldn't eat certain substances substances because I knew I wouldn't make it. It would be like the other diets I was on and I would somehow fail. But I hung on to that three meals a day and nothing in between and worked at that and worked at that. Um, and as I worked the steps, I was able to refine that and begin to let go of certain certain things that you know, drove, I discovered drove me crazy <laughs> if I ate them and that I couldn't stop eating them. So over the period of about two and three years, I really refined that abstinence and uh, to the point that it, uh, I began to really eat in a healthy way. Uh, the other thing I did was um, exercise and uh, I began to swim because swim was the thing that I had done as a young person. And I discovered that um, I wouldn't, you know, get out of breath swimming. I was just really heavy and I could get in the water and I did water aerobics. And uh, I still do that today. <laughs> I love it. 
as well as I do laps too. But then it was a lot of aerobics, and I, I, I also saw that as a tool for me that I um, regularly would do that, you know, during the week to help with my, um, to help with my abstinence, and and I learned it helped with my thinking. Um, I began to abstain from negative thoughts. I, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I realized all the things I was always putting myself down and always saying negative things and expecting negative consequences to come. I was really kind of superstitious about a lot of stuff. I was fear-based. And I learned to, just like I had to abstain from certain food, as soon as I heard those thoughts come in, I would use the serenity prayer as a way to counter that and say the serenity prayer to get those thoughts out of my head. And uh, also, uh, later on, I felt I learned to say, okay, that's disease thinking. I'm not going to be in this disease at this moment. That's the disease talking to me. That's not true because a lot of it was myths and bunk you know and so I began to clear my mind of disease thinking of rationalizations Um, someone talked in in a meeting I heard talked about denial you know where I don't even know I'm lying (laughs) Um, so I discovered my higher power and I was told to, you know, describe my higher power, develop my higher power, um, have a contact with my higher power, and have my higher power be what I needed in my life. And so I love that freedom because I, when I grew up, and I grew up in a religion, and I uh, always felt judged by God, and and I always felt, uh, you know. I was going to be zapped and punished for things. So to be able to, you know, see this entity in my life that had my back no matter what, that had unconditional love for me and did not judge me, but knew that I was human and always was rooting for the best for me. And so that's what I began to develop my higher power and talk to my higher power and listen to my higher power. and. Uh, that helped me to begin to, when things got difficult, when stuff came, you know, as as um, the first year in the program, the second year in the program, I don't know, a lot of different years in the program, you know, stuff would get difficult. If I'd hit parts of who I was, that was really difficult. A lot of it had to do with relationships. A lot of it had to do with character, what are called character defects. Sometimes I would just hit and it felt like a roadblock. But I used my higher power and that connection to help me get through that. And I'm so grateful for, I'm so grateful for that in this program. I, um, after about a few years, all these promises came through. And in the big book, there's the nine-step promises and the ten-step promises. And it it was just amazing um, that I began to not have fear of people. 
uh, economic insecurity left me. What I did was I had this bad habit of not, not paying bills, of not paying IRS. It's not a good thing to do, but I would, I would always owe money and it would pile up each year. And uh, what I learned to do through this program is one day at a time take care of my debts and one day at a time save. And so that whole concept of, because it just seemed like too much, but if I just thought about, okay, what am I doing today? And so I was able to get out of debt, save. We were able to actually, you know, buy a house. The things that I wanted, but I didn't know how to get there, just like uh, releasing weight. I wanted it. I dream about it, but I didn't have the tools to get there. And so this program gave me a way to do those kind of things. I ended up, my husband and I ended up adopting two children because I wanted children um, because of some physical stuff. I wasn't able to have them. And uh, we adopted two wonderful children. Um, I was able, a lot of things, um, incredible job. But the thing is, all of those had challenges to them. And they it was only because I was in this program that I wasn't, I didn't go back to the food because I learned how to deal with challenges in life and learned how to oftentimes just, you know, be still, you know, tell my higher power, I have no clue of what to do next. This is just getting to me and then have faith, and then ask for the next steps. You know, what do I do next, higher power? What are my next steps? Having a sponsor help because then I could talk to my sponsor and talk about what the fear was, what the challenges were, and talk about what the next steps might be. And then using certain tools like writing. I must have a million journals. I, I recently... Uh, we downsized, and I had lots of journals I've been carrying with me. I don't want to get rid of them, um, but uh, I mean lots of them. Um, and I, um, I believe that writing helped me to talk to my higher power in a different way. It's like when I wrote it down, it was really honesty that I didn't hide from myself. And I had a sponsor that taught me to say this, the um, third step prayer to start my journal. So it really was uh, about recovery. And so I'd write the first few phrases of the third step prayer and then end with the seventh step prayer. And so that's how I did my journal. And through that, I just uh, able to deal with a lot of the emotional stuff. It's, it's, um, something I used to ask my higher power for was balance because it seemed like I had stuffed the emotions so long that when they began to come out, when I began to uh, be sober from food, I mean, wow, they flowed. And uh, it was, it, you know, it was difficult at times to deal with them. But again, I had the tools of this program to do that with. Um, Kathleen you have five minutes left. Great. Thank you very much. 
Um, so I'll just tell you quickly, it wasn't smooth riding as you got, but I found out what serenity was. I had no clue. And I got this feeling of serenity, often in the midst of difficult times when I turn to my higher power, a peace will come up over me. And it's just that, okay, I'll be taken care of. I, Paula, don't have to know what's going to happen next. I just have to do the right thing and trust the consequences, trust what will happen next. And that has been an awesome way to live my life in this journey. Uh, After seven years when I had all kinds of wonderful things happen, I relapsed. And I relapsed (laughs) because I got too busy for OA. So that's one thing I want to say, never get too busy. I mean, all these wonderful things were happening. Uh, and um, we moved into, uh, we moved when we, uh, you know, able to get a new house, but it was outside of San Francisco. And so I started getting too busy to go to meetings and stuff. And uh, eventually when the meetings dropped, then the food began to drop. I relapsed. I had three years of relapse. I gained even more. I was a little over 300 pounds. Uh, by 2000, and what happened is that I kept having those messages in my head, but thought to myself, that disease told me, oh, no, lose some weight first before you go back. Yeah, really crazy, but um, what happened is that, and I know I don't have the time to give the whole story, but I got back into the program. It's like I think my higher power was just, you know, offering it to me all the time, and I was afraid to take it and finally it happened after three years in 2000 I came back into these rooms in February and that's my anniversary I again came back in February and I came to a program that was near where I lived and uh, they were on they did a step a month so I already knew that I had gone through step one so in February I was on step two and it was just awesome. I, I um, got a sponsor right away and began my abstinence right away. And I've been abstinent ever since, since 2000. Um, I, um, you know, released a lot of weight. I think, I think in, it wasn't straight down, <laughs> it's up and down and everything, but I think altogether around 100, close to 140 pounds. And I got the emotional recovery, the mental recovery, the spiritual recovery, and the physical recovery through one day at a time. And, um, you know, the big book tells us we have, there's an opportunity for that daily reprieve as long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. So I start in the morning with my higher power and that connection. And I say some prayers Uh, 11th step, 7th step, 3rd step, and I talk about whatever step I'm on, I'll talk about that, and there's some other affirmations that I do, and I also listen to my higher power. I just quiet myself and listen for the messages, and it's a wonderful way to start the day, and I never have a bad day because I can start the day that way. I have challenges. (laughs) 
I have other people, you know, that can be challenging, mostly people. Even fun is challenging to me as people. But I've been able to work the steps around them, and uh, I'm grateful. Last thing I'll say is service. So I have uh, sponsees, and I always have at least two sponsees because I have to give back. I gratefully give back. And I uh, moderate uh, and another phone meeting I moderate, and then I take turns with other uh, fellows uh, for my home meeting that we do Zoom now since we can't meet face-to-face as service. I believe that we have to, it's our responsibility when we were given what we're given through recovery to give it back. And that has kept me sane and in this programs. And the other thing I'll say is no matter what, I will always go to meetings no matter what. If I lose my abstinence again, which I hope I don't, but I'm not afraid of it either. I just know that one day at a time I can keep on my journey. But I'll always go to meetings. I've made that commitment to my higher power no matter what. And use the tools available and continue to work the steps. I always have things to work on when I start the steps again. I love this new, the new book that we have, um, the new edition, and I've worked the steps in that. I'm on step 10, um, and uh, I guess forever, <laughs> step 10, 11, and 12, but I, the questions that were in the other steps are just really good and really thorough. And uh, I think my time is about up, and so I'll just say I'm grateful. I um, I have a wonderful grandson now that I wouldn't have had unless this program had, had been there for me. Um, he's seven, and oh gosh, I was able. We were able to downsize and be in this wonderful house now. And uh, the challenges of getting old. Great, I will. The challenge is my, this is my birthday month. I'm 71 on the 31st, and um, I'm healthier now than I was when I came into this program 30 years ago. Not that I haven't had health issues, but I'm healthy, and I am grateful. Thank you. And my number is 919. Four zero two seven five nine seven Eastern. I love text. Thank you.